Hello everyone, this is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. Thank you for joining me for this podcast as we continue in our series in a book study of the book of the Bible and we are in the book of Acts or as some call it the Acts of the Apostles and we are about to enter into chapter 6 where chapter 6 teaches us about the division that happened within the church of the first century and how the establishment of deacons came about to settle this division that was going on. And this chapter also introduces us to Stephen, one of the deacons who would become the church's first martyr. Now, the church was growing throughout Jerusalem with new believers being added daily. And taking my information from a chronology of biblical Christianity, it says that the apostle Philip had traveled to Scythia in southern Russia in 29 AD. That was the same year that the church was developed, the same year Jesus was uh, crucified died, buried, resurrected, and ascended back into heaven and the beginning of the church. So Philip went out right away to southern Russia, and there he witnessed the gospel for 20 years. The next year in 30 AD, James, the son of Zebedee, traveled to Spain where he established churches, but he later returned to Jerusalem. The Apostle John, he stayed in Jerusalem to care for Mary, the mother of Jesus, just as Jesus had asked him of him while he was dying on the cross. So, fear had set in for many Christians throughout Jerusalem, which was causing several believers to move away. And some went even as far as Antioch. And Antioch was... I can't remember how many miles from Jerusalem. Um, I'm sure over 300, maybe more. And anyhow, obeying the command of Jesus to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, the apostle Peter left Jerusalem in 33 AD to go to Antioch to establish a church there. And as such, The church began to grow in Antioch as well, and there Peter remained for seven years until Ignatius became the head over the church in 40 AD. While I'm getting ahead of myself, I'm just establishing some history here. Peter, however, he traveled often, as we will see in Acts chapters 8, 9, and 10. (coughs) So let's begin with... Uh, the book of Acts, chapter 6, and we are in verse 1. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples were multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So what we have here is within the first century church in Jerusalem, They are mainly Jews, they're Hebraic Jews, but it's also mixed with Hellenist Jews. So then, what is the difference? 
Hebrews. The Hebraic Jews were the Aramaic-speaking Jews, and many of them coming from the area of Galilee, where the Hellenist Jews were the Greek-speaking Jews, and many of them had come from lands outside of Israel, and they came from a Greek culture. So they thought like a Greek, even though they were Jews, and they spoke Greek. Now, Aramaic had become the common language of the Jewish people throughout Israel since the diaspora, meaning the exile, almost 600 years earlier. Jews outside of Israel, however, were generally Hellenists, meaning they spoke Greek and they lived in a Greek culture, which was very different than the Aramaic-speaking Hebraic Jews of Israel. You got all that? So most of the Hellenist Jews came out of the exile from various parts of the known Roman world, and they mostly spoke Greek, with many of them having Greek descendancy. Now, this language and the cultural difference carried itself into the church in many different areas, and now it was displaying itself where the Hellenists felt that their widows were being neglected in the distribution of food and other necessities, and they were favoring favoring the Hebraic um, Jewish Christians. So here we have Satan's attack on the church. It began by causing a division between these two groups of people due to language and cultural differences, and then it grew from there. So since the church was in Jerusalem with primarily Hebraic Jews, the Hellenist Jews, the Greek-speaking ones, felt the division and they strongly let it be known that their widows were being neglected in the distribution of the poor and the needy. And as such, this could have been just the fuel that Satan wanted to cause a church split. So the 12 apostles knew that this situation could be a big problem within the church. And so they made the decision that something needed to be done to correct this situation. (coughs) Let me read verses 2, 3, and 4. Then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The apostles, they were all Hebraic, Galileans, and they met with several of the leaders within the early church to appoint seven spiritually mature men who were well respected by everyone for this position of deacon. Deacon meaning a servant to be responsible for the distribution of those in need. Now, these men, they had to be spirit-filled, spirit-led, so that they could fill that void in the church in a way that would meet the daily needs of the people. 
The apostles knew that their involvement in the daily needs of the church was not only unwise, but because the disciples could only do so much without the work of the ministry being hindered, they needed to bring in other people. The apostle knew um, the apostles knew that their place was to keep their focus on the ministry of prayer, staying spirit filled and spirit led in the ministry of preaching the gospel to the people as God was directing them, which takes us to verse five. I'll read through verse six. <clears throat> And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, um, Procreus, Nicanor, Timon, Par Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Everyone in the Christian community in Jerusalem was pleased with this decision. The leaders then chose these seven men, who were all Greeks, uh, Hellenists, to break up this ra ra uh, racial barrier that had been developing. That way, the racial issue was settled, at least temporarily. Hands were laid on these seven men by the apostles with the prayer of commission. Peace and order was restored within the church, and as such, the gospel could go forth. Verse number seven. Then the word of God spread, and a number of disciples, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So peace and order was back in the church. The word of God could go forth within, without interruption. So the word of God was spreading throughout Jerusalem to where even several of the priests of the temple became believers in Christ. So we are now at 36 AD. So really since the time of Christ's death and resurrection, it had been seven years. And so we're going to see within now this chapter and the next, our church's first martyr. Verses eight and nine. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great works and wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, meaning Syrians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. Now, Stephen, as we learned, was one of the seven deacons appointed by the leaders of the church. He was an outspoken man, full of faith, spirit-filled, and operated within the spirit or within the power of God. He did great wonders and signs among the people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, one day, he was accosted by several freedmen, which means freed Jewish slaves from the area of Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and Asia, and they had come out of the exile, the diaspora. So as we read verses 10 through 15, it says, and then we'll talk about it, 
and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against his holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council looked steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. These Jewish freedmen, they could not find fault with Stephen. So what they did is they secretly induced certain Jewish men to say that Stephen was speaking lying, blasphemous works against Moses and God. So as such, Stephen was ceased, brought before the Sanhedrin council. And in addition, false witnesses were brought in to twist what Stephen had said against the temple and against the law, claiming that Jesus of Nazareth planned on destroying the temple and altered the customs in which Moses had delivered to the people. And so when the council looked over at Stephen, they saw his face look like an angel. In other words, he wasn't filled with fear and terror because he knew he was in the hands of God. And so ends chapter 6. It was a short chapter, and we'll go into uh, Acts chapter 7 next. But uh, please join us as we continue on. And uh, uh, I just encourage you to to study with us as we go through all 28 chapters of the book of Acts. What a way to learn about the history of the church. So we will, um, we will be together in our next episode. So we're ending chapter 6 of the book of Acts. And this is Pastor Joyce Erickson with Believer's Bible School signing off. And we'll talk to you in our next podcast. God bless.